Hello and welcome to another edition of C-Store Talks. I'm John Lovestock, editor of C-Store Decisions Magazine, the executive director of the National Advisory Group. And I am proud today to welcome as our guest, L.E.Y. Katz, who is the president and CEO of National Retail Solutions. And NRS offers technology equipment for urban independent markets and convenience stores. And they track data at the point of sale to really get a good fix on what's being sold at convenience stores and identifying trends in C-stores and urban independent markets. And full disclosure, I have known Ellie for more than 25 years, well before he even entered our industry. So uh, it's good to have a, a friend joining me today. Ellie, how are you? John, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. And it's good to speak to you on a professional level, as well as our personal uh, relationship that we've had for many years. Yeah, yeah. Um, we won't go into some of those conversations, but they'll be uh, pretty funny. So uh, in fact, Ellie, I think my oldest daughter is going to college now. And when we first met, I think I had just gotten married. So that was, uh, that's a long time. You got old. That is a long time. So I can't mention the time that the state trooper pulled you over for taillight. Uh, there's a lot of things you could mention that would probably embarrass me. So let's not go there. All right. Well, keep it professional. And uh, I, I'm glad that you have me on. I thank you. So, uh, Ellie, you have done a really good job in understanding the needs of retailers. Being a retailer yourself, Ellie owns a, a couple of uh, retail businesses, and you really do have a good feel for what consumers are looking for in terms of you know, speed and uh, merchandise. So, if you wouldn't mind, take a, a minute to tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to NRS. So, thank so. I come from a small business background, as you mentioned. I own several uh, small uh, retail stores and have, have had several over the years. So I have a basic understanding of the inner workings, but more the pain points that these independent owners have on a daily basis. It's not just turning on the lights, but it's also making sure that they can feed their family, that the customers come in, keeping inventory. You know, I always like to say that here at National Retail Solutions, you know, our main sweet spot was, and you know, the reason we got started is to help these independents, uh, the people behind the counter that are both the employee of the month, as well as the purchasing agent, as well as uh, head of HR, as well as you know, chief bottle washer and anything else. They're the ones where the decisions are made. And there is no common theme amongst our 17,000 uh, uh, independent stores coast to coast. And by the way, we're also in, in some smaller chains, um, but you know, we built it for the independence. So if we can play in that world, we could certainly play in the, uh, in the other smaller chain world. Um, but the one common theme is that everybody is, has, is an entrepreneur. Everybody that we work with um, basically you know, gave up a job um, to open up the four corners that they have, and they're lacking, you know, you mentioned the insight, but they're lacking the insight and guidance of things that we as customers take for granted every single day. I walk into, you know, some of my local chain stores and the products are put on shelves in a specific way, in a specific place. They're priced a certain way. There's couponing, there's, there's sizes of shelves. These are, are all 
done on a corporate level with lots of lots of research, lots of money, and um, and uh, lot lots of resources. And that's mm -hmm. something that these you know these smaller chains and these independents uh, are lacking. I'm not saying they don't have it, but they're lacking. So. Um, you know, we, we've developed these tools and we made it very affordable and we've created the entire ecosystem. Now, at the time we started six years ago, we did it because of there were, there were other threats. There were these big brick and mortars coming in, chain stores coming in, and they were really giving uh, um, a, a threat to these independents. Um, but now um, there's new threat and um, you know, obviously the online ordering, uh, like Amazon, et cetera, they, they have always been a concern to, to brick and mortar and to these independents and to the smaller chains. Mm -hmm. um, but what's going on, and this should raise alarms, and I'm so surprised um, how, how so little people, so few people know about this. The ASAP delivery services, and I'm not talking about uh, the Uber or the DoorDash, et cetera, that we're all the people, familiar with. Yeah, those, and, and those companies will shop the convenience store. They're getting the product from the convenience store. So yeah, you and I initially started talking about this with the GoPups and the, the yeah, so, people so, who are actually competitors to convenience stores. So GoPuff is, is, you know, the gold standard, I guess, or the, or the, or the name most recognized uh, uh, in this industry. Uh, but there's there depending upon where you live, there's smaller smaller regional area regional ones. You know, there's also like you know the the Jokers or the Fridge No More's in the city, and and several several that have started up. But basically, very well funded. You know, GoPuff uh, I believe is worth into the into the billions. I don't exactly know the number their valuation, but you know anything I say is obviously what you can read in public. What I got in public, um, but there. Uh, I, I don't know if it's it's their mission or their core objective is basically making the convenience store more convenient, you know, and how do you make the convenience store more convenient? Well, it used to be that, you know, before you'd run into your restaurant, you know, to make a restaurant more convenient, they had a drive through right? And now, you know, some of like, the, I, I have some pharmacies in my town that have drive throughs also. They don't have all the products, but they have drive throughs also. That's pretty convenient. I don't have to get out of my car. Now, the restaurants have the order before you get to the drive-through, like even more convenient. So how do you make a convenience store more convenient? And that is by not even having to go into the convenience store, right? And what they've created is these micro fulfillment centers throughout the country, and they're growing uh, where they basically feed these customers that need items from a convenience store in under a certain time, uh, the ASAP delivery, whether that's a half an hour, 15 minutes, I don't wanna market for them, whatever. I don't know what they, what they claim. Um, and that is a real issue for chains. You know, obviously they're not delivering uh, gas yet. Who knows if they could figure that out. Probably there's probably are ASAP delivery gas services out there. There are definitely service companies that are out there that yeah, will come and fill up your tank. And your, yeah, but either your house or your business, sure. They are delivering two and a half to 3,000, maybe even more SKUs from those uh, stores. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, it's really almost every single high margin item from those stores, from the sodas to the chips, to the snacks, to whatever else they offer. Um, 
And that's a real issue because if you do go into the um, convenience stores, um, you're probably going to end up just going in for like a low margin item, whether, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, cigarettes uh, or the lottery, very mm -hmm. thin, low margin items. And obviously, um, that's going to be a challenge for every single convenience store to be able to sustain their model based on, you know, removing uh, high margin items. So that's well, not, not only that, Ellie, uh, high margin items, plus all the impulse sales that would go along with that. So you go in the store, yeah. sure, you're just going in to get a pack of cigarettes, but you end up buying, you know, uh, uh, something from the cold vault, the candy bar, uh, you know, donut, etc. And those uh, impulse items really help drive profitability, you know, increasing the basket uh, and increasing the overall ticket rank. Right. So, so for you and for all of your colleagues in the same trade world that focus on convenience stores, honestly, the, the, it should be a giant red flag. And, and by the way, red flag doesn't mean that we condemn necessarily what they're doing. It means that we in the convenience store world have to either step up or get crushed. And that's the bottom line. And, and we're, it's not going to happen overnight like a light switch where it's going to be, oh, tomorrow nobody's coming in. It's going to be a gradual, little by little, there's going to be pulling some, some you know, high margin items out of my, out of my uh, store and, some, and ordering it through one of these ASAP deliveries. And it's also going to be generational. Because, you know, right now, I don't know, you know, you know, your demo who, who this, you know, we speak to today, but, you know, right now, we, you know, we're, we're in a different generation than some of the, the younger, my, my son, or, you know, or you mentioned uh, your, your, your kids um, who are using, uh, you know, the phones basically for everything. Mm -hmm. right? so, so it's going to be generational. So it's a, it could take a little time. So listen, time is never our friend. But if convenience stores, whether it's small chains, big chains, and independents, don't recognize this as a huge threat and, and step up and start, and start focusing on it, they're mm -hmm. going to get, unfortunately, um, caught by surprise. Sure. Um, and, and to follow up on something you said, it, studies have shown that, and, and retailers have adapted quite well to this, that when you ch when the customer change, changes their purchasing pattern, so if they drive to work one day, they drive to work the same way every day, they'll stop at the same convenience store and get a cup of coffee. If that convenience store is undergoing construction or it uh, shuts down for a day or two to change something, the POS, uh, underground storage tanks, et cetera, that the customer will change their shopping patterns and to get them back is almost impossible. It's very, very difficult. And what you are, what, everything you're saying is a paradigm shift in terms of how customers shop. They, the, the younger generation is used to ordering from their phone, having it delivered. Uber Eats is, I am shocked at how popular food service delivery has uh, become for this younger generation. Uh, my kids do. And that just, that just shocks me. It would never dawn on, on me to do it, but they're doing it. Now, again, the Uber Eats and the delivery services are good because C-Stores are partnering with these companies to keep their menu active on these third-party delivery services. But it is these uh, other ones that you mentioned, and it is the paradigm shift 
away from getting used to going to the convenience store that I think retailers need to be worried about. And on and top of the that, way, make mm-hmm. no mistake about it. You know, you mentioned about Uber Eats, et cetera. Um, you know, these places are also going after the food. They're starting to carry pizza. They're starting to carry other prepared items. So mm-hmm. they recognize that those are high margin items that people want ASAP. And, and they're going after that as well. So, so, you know, convenience stores are in trouble, but they're not the only ones that should be, you know, looking for cover or looking for solutions. Yeah, they really follow the dollar store model. If, you, if you're familiar with, you know, how dollar stores evolved, the dollar generals of the world in terms of their offering, they started out with having low cost items and then gradually uh, moved into food and beer and uh, in some cases, the tobacco. So they really are a convenience store in markets that are underserved by convenience stores. And they really made tremendous, uh, tremendous strides in, in that area. And you know, while, but before I forget though, when talking about that paradigm shift, that, that, that what else is gonna go along with this is, the, and you and I, this is something you and I spoke about offline, is the rise of electric vehicles. So you take away visits to the store because of third parties and because of the GoPuffs, and now you have the people that are driving are not driving combustible engines, uh, engine vehicles. They have electric cars, so they're charging at home. That also is going to erode visits to the store, and that should be a major concern. Right. No, I think you're, you're right. I think that there's going to be a ripple effect, that there's going to be other, you know, like you said, the impulse purchases, the, the electric vehicles, et cetera. There's going to be a whole bunch of ancillaries that I'm not even thinking about today that I don't even recognize yet. or but it will be it will be recognized that's for sure it will be felt um and uh there's going to be a big a big change so listen okay that doesn't mean that we all you know sell everything and run and hide there's there's solutions that are out there there's there's ways to compete you know they do currently have the loyalty of the customer you know based on the patterns or whatever reason they have um, mm-hmm. you know maybe based on their selection or based on their location, whatever reason they're getting that customer, they still have it. Now they just have to figure out how to make the products as convenient as the competitors. And and um, yes, it could hurt them as well because right there they're, they're gonna you know put forth uh, a solution that's gonna reduce the impulse purchaser, etc. But at least they'll be able to retain those sales and maybe even get some more sales, uh, other sales. Um, so. That is definitely, uh, like I said, number one, should be on everyone's radar. It should be the opening speech in every single convenience uh, you know, uh, conference that what are you doing to focus and to, and to address the ASAP delivery solutions that are out there. And, and then, like I said, they're not all gonna survive. They're really not all gonna survive, but they will hurt you coming, going down, that's for sure. They will, you know, the money that they are so well-funded will, and not all of them are well-funded. It's, you know, like I said, some of these regional ones are, are you know, two man in a van or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. But it will, you know, a dollar here spent on the left means a dollar less on the right. Absolutely. And to give a shameless plug for uh, the convenience store conferences that uh, you're referencing, uh, we have our upcoming National Advisory Group Conference, March 27th through the 30th in La Jolla, California. And this very topic is one of our general sessions, and it's also one of our breakout sessions. So if you are listening to this, 
you should consider joining us and add they your voice to the choir. Definitely, definitely join. This is, like I said, this is a, um, a topic that has to be brought out to the surface. Education to everybody, chain stores, small independents, um, and everyone in between. Let's talk about some potential solutions. And one of the things I know that you are very well versed in and you are very good at promoting to your customers is how to get more involved in a loyalty program. You know, loyalty obviously helps drive uh, customers to your store. Uh, getting more from the CPG companies and getting them more involved in funding promotions and using ads in your store at your registers to also help drive sales. So what, uh, what are some best practices that you could recommend to retailers in these areas? Yeah, so you know we discussed that uh, we want stickiness and loyalty is the number one for stickiness. Obviously, actually, I guess maybe I should uh, back up. Having the right products you know, properly priced and you know, is probably the number one uh, thing for stickiness, right? I'm not gonna go into a store that doesn't have the price or products that I need. But once I'm in there, you know, the, diff the differentiator and, the, and, and what makes me continuously go in and the reason they call it loyalty is the loyalty programs and, and coming up with a, a very good loyalty program, you know, and, you know, I personally believe that everybody, America is over apt, you know, everything has an app now, you know, I bought a coffee mug the other day, it had an app, you know, and, and, you know, so I don't know how uh, you know, I know they're coming out with these super apps now, but uh, but with that said, uh, we have a we have an, a merchant app, we have a consumer app, and we have a loyalty embedded into both of those apps, and it's connected to the POS system that we have. Um, we were early adopters to this. We recognized that um, that was the number one right. What is what, what do a lot of you know, race, no matter what your race, religion, background, color, a lot of us have in common as we all like to save money, right? So um, we recognize that. So from day one, our POS system had a couponing system and in, in integrated into a, a digital couponing system. So that's, that is something that I'm suggesting and recommending that, that these stores do not take lightly. You know, make sure that you retain your customer. Obviously, you have to provide the right service, the right product, the right price, and make sure you give them the loyalty so that they are rewarded. It's the, you know, if not number one, certainly near the top of the drivers for convenience stores. We've seen companies that have added loyalty programs that get up to tens of thousands of members in no time. And it's a powerful tool to, in addition to saving money and, uh, you know, promoting specials and stuff like that, it's a, it is a great way to get some of their information to reach them on their level, that whole omni-channel approach to, to speak to them where they are, when they shop, and tailor uh, some promotions directly for them. It, you know, very powerful stuff. Well, John, what was, do you remember the name of that loyalty uh, program that was um, in a few different stores? It was one name. It, it did not succeed. Um, Is that the, uh, the one 7-Eleven had gotten into? The, no, it was, it's not around anymore. It, it was around, it was in the gas stations. It was in some of the stores, you know, but, but mm -hmm. actually I remember there was a company, I think it was a company called Belly or something like that. that Belly, was a yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, it is evolved and it's it, it's still out there, but in a different uh, different no, form. Yeah, I wasn't talking about the belly one. It was another one that I just can't remember the name. That was a, a loyalty. You know, it was in my gas station. It was. I believe that that. I mean, I don't know. You never know why business doesn't succeed, right? It could be many reasons. It could be the people. It could be the the, the product. It could be the the, the financing. Um, mm-hmm. But I also believe that a lot of these were way were before their time. That if 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 they were out today, they would be embraced probably um, more, um, especially one of these universal loyalty programs, specifically because of people being over apt and trying to use currency in more than just one location. I mean, loyalty currency. Hey, hey, listen, if, if I told you 10 years ago that uh, cryptocurrency and coin and uh, Dogecoin and things like that were going to catch on, you probably wouldn't have believed it, but uh, you have to kind of react to what the customers want and you know what people want and what the trends are uh, as much as anything. And then I think it, it goes that way with loyalty that when the time is right, you have to be ready. Right, no, you're right, I agree. And so now is the time. Now is the time. And uh, so, all right, I, I think uh, that's a good place to end. So do you want to, uh, people want to learn more about NRS and, and some of the service you provide, what can they do? Yeah, nrsplus.com, a very simple website, NRS, National Retail Solutions, plus.com, nrsplus.com, go to our website, um, and, uh, you know, they can find out a lot more about us, uh, or they can call um, our hotline at 1-800-215-0931, 1-800-215-0931, but start with the website, learn a little bit about what we do, how we help, um, and, uh you know, if they ever need anything, reach out. And by the way, that you should know, John, there is a little button on the bottom of our website, contact the CEO. I get, you know, that, you know, send me messages. I like to hear, especially from our customers. Uh, I go around the country visiting them and I like to hear from them. Uh, and then, you know, people that visit our website, I like to hear suggestions and ideas. So there is a little button there. Good, good. So if you are listening, please click on that little button and ping Ellie and remind him that he owes me a beer for uh, letting him be a guest on my podcast. That is true. And I'll tell them privately the story about the taillights and the state troop. Please don't ask about those stories. Uh, those are all good times and I'm sure there'll be many more. Uh, Ellie, thank you very much for, uh, for taking some time out of your busy day. I look forward to catching up with you again soon, maybe breakfast soon, and uh, we'll continue the conversation on how we can help the industry. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So everyone, thank you uh, for listening to another edition of C-Store Talks. Please join us again for a future podcast recording. Have a good one.